Welcome to the Spook House, episode number 18. I'm yeah. Phil. I'm Jason. And we're gonna talk about Halloween 5. Phil's favorite movie ever, right? Everyone's favorite movie ever. It's better than Godfather 2. Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, take a hike, because Halloween 5 is in town. I mean... That's right. It's just... Hey, there's so much goodness in this movie, yeah, you know? The Revenge of Michael Myers. Oh, yes. It's part two of the Pink Panther trilogy. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, let's let's be real here. This movie is a pile of shit. It's pretty fucking awful, yeah. It is. But you know what? I will say this. It's not the worst one in the series. Well, no. Which is saying something. Yeah, we haven't got to the worst one in the series. No, that's that's two weeks. Resurrection away. gets or three my, weeks away. Resurrection yeah. gets my money. It's yeah. I know it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm kind of excited to watch it again. If that makes any sense, just to like is in this really a sad, sad, sadistic way. I'm sort of excited to watch it. <laughs> Not really looking forward to it, but I'm gonna watch it. Damn it! Yeah, it's gonna be. It's just like yeah. hey, let's take Big Brother and make it a horror movie. Yeah, directed by Rick Rosenthal. Our Halloween boy from two. Halloween 2. Halloween 2 fame, yeah. Yeah, well, let's save that. We got plenty of time to talk about Resurrection, but today yeah. we're going to talk about Halloween 5. But first, so, Jason, we it's good to have you back. Yeah, I was on a bit of a hiatus last week. As some, some things popped up that I couldn't yeah. step away from. But yeah, it's, I'm glad to be back on the show. Glad to have you back. Yeah, you and Colin killed it last weekend. Yeah, man, that was a fun one. He talked about, what was it, What Lies Beneath? I haven't thought of that movie yeah, in years. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I randomly watched that movie a few months ago. And How is it, it's a hold up. Yeah, it's a good little I hate this word, but it's a good thriller. Yeah. I wouldn't really call it a there's horror elements to it. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't seen it in a while and you're thinking, huh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Give it a rewatch. It's pretty good. It was the movie that Robert Jamaica's made while uh what's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was on uh, trying to lose all that weight for Castaway. Oh, okay. So like, while he was taking a month to lose like a hundred pounds, he was like, "Okay, I want to do this real quick while you do that." Yeah, it's pretty damn good. And yeah. we also talked about the others as well. Oh, is it Nicole Kidman movie? Uh-huh. I never saw it. Really? I've never seen it. No. Well, you can take my VHS copy home. Oh, and give it a watch. It's really true. good. I could do that. Yeah. That's a solid little ghost flick from the early 2000s. Yeah, I remember. That's the, uh, I am your daughter, isn't that? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I do remember that commercial. Yeah, that part's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> so, have you watched anything good lately, Jason? Uh, no, I've been, like I said, I've been really busy and I haven't really watched any horror movies like I Well, you had a two-week hiatus. You should have watched a little something. I watched a little something. Jeez. I watched Producers Cut of Halloween 6. 
to get ready okay. for the preparation. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. It's it's quite different. Yeah. Hey, I'm on team theatrical team cut theatrical for that. Cut. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I don't agree with Harvey Weinstein on a lot of things in life, <laughs> but I agree they needed to do reshoots. Yeah. Um. I did start watching Marianne on Netflix. Have you seen? How that? is that? I have not. I haven't finished it, yet. but it is creepy as hell. Really? Like it is. It's. It's. it's it gets, now it's French. Okay, Netflix. Okay. Okay, Netflix. Okay. Doing something good every once in a while. You're hiking up my my <laughs> subscription to thirteen ninety nine. Really? Yeah, it's fucking expensive. Oh shit. man, I might have to say see you Netflix. I'm like the same way because I hate because fucking Disney's coming out with their streaming platform and uh-huh. they're gonna. You know, you can be able to bundle it with espn plus and hulu and disney and it's going to be like they're going to at least for a year i'm sure they're going to operate at a loss just because yeah. disney can do that mm-hmm. like i don't want to give disney all my money but at some point i got to like well i am a fight fan and espn plus espn plus is where ufc is doing all their their was there a reason why they left fox I'm not sure on the whole story okay just bigger better things i think i got you well yeah yeah but anyways, um, so yeah, Marianne on Netflix. Marianne gets. Uh, no, yeah. I haven't finished it yet. It might not finish strong. Is it Marion or Marianne? That's what M A R I A N N E. They pronounce it differently because they're French. Okay, um, but yeah, I call it Marianne. Marianne. <laughs> I don't know. They say like things really quickly. In okay, French. I don't know, but it's so. Is it a subtitle watch? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, it's a subtitle watch. Okay. I know. So what? You can watch it dubbed. There is a dubbed version no, of it. No, thank you. Exactly. I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> I don't, it's, all I'm doing is I'm distracted uh, by their lips and their performances are yes. so bad. I'm just like, no, just give me subtitles, please. All right. I'll give that a watch. I've been meaning to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so far, it's really good and really creepy. What's like, what would you categorize it in? Is it like ghost story type? Ghost witch kind of thing. Okay, I can get yeah. down with that. Yeah, so it's really good. I'm not usually a fan of ghost stuff, just because it's always good up until about 75% of the way. Yeah. Then the ghost has to m- turn into like a physical manifestation, mm-hmm. and then it just gets fucking silly. Okay. Well, yeah, there's see- always CGI, because how are you going to do a ghost? Yeah, that's very possible. I haven't you seen know? much. There's more of a haunting set of a ghost thing, if that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, But then she's Marianna's the witch. And it's just really creepy, and it's so far, it could fall off the wheels at some point, but reviews of her are really good, and it's really creepy. I definitely, I think it's a strong October watch. All right. I will for sure check it out. Yeah. So, anything else, Jason? Uh, No, not really. Like I said, that was we, we started watching that. I also watched a Friends episode that had Tank Abbott in it last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, For 95% of our listeners that don't know, Tank Abbott was a fighter in the UFC back in like 93 to 97. It was just <laughs> burly backyard brawler type of guy. But okay, he was in an episode of Friends. Yes. I'm intrigued. So Monica okay. was dating John Favreau, who All right. was a very successful businessman, like a millionaire. Okay. And he decided he was going to retire from that and he was going to be an ultimate fighter. Wow. So he trains and trains and trains to be an ultimate fighter and his first match in the UFC in New York, by the way. I believe it was in New York. I didn't know okay. in New York, by the way. He uh, he he gets in and he has to fight Tank Abbott. And he huh. loses. Tank Abbott wins. <laughs> apparently standing <laughs> right. by apparently standing on his neck until he passed out. Which you know what? That wow. seems kinda like Tank Abbott. Wow. Okay. So Marion and Tank Abbott on Friends. Just one episode of just Friends. One episode, uh, starring yeah. Tank Abbott. Very cool. 
So, Phil, have you watched anything recently? Yeah. So, last night I watched, speaking of Netflix, I watched In the Tall Grass. Okay. It's a Stephen King adaptation. No, I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Well, give it a watch. Yeah. A lot of people seem to like it. It gets a big old meh for me. Okay. It was like, it became very repetitive and quite boring, to be honest. Okay. I was just like, ah, you lost me. I don't, okay. I don't I really you. care. It was okay. A lot of people like it, though. Yeah, there's, there's the short story that uh, Stephen King and Joe Hill wrote together. Mm-hmm. And for those that might not know, Joe Hill was Stephen King's son. And there's an audio book for it that's mm-hmm. gotten pretty popular, I know. Um, I've almost bought it a couple times because it's a little short novella. It's I really want to read it, and I just really, really want to see the movie, but it, I could also see it being kind of mad from what I watched from the trailer. Well, give it a watch. You might love it, but we watched it last night, and both of us, like, halfway through it, I was like, oh, look, a squirrel. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. It was okay. Compare it to the first Children of the Corn movie. That movie sucks. I'm sorry. That movie. Outlander. Jesus Christ. Fuck that. We have your woman. (laughs) Apparently that guy still like gets recognized for that and people yell at him from time to time. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the tall grass was kind of like it reminded me of Children of the Corn, but. You could just call it a creepy child of the grass. And that, yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't for me. Was it for you? No, it wasn't for me. If we're talking Netflix adaptations of Stephen King books, 1922 was way better. Did you see, see that? I saw and I read that. That was a really good. I thought that was really good. And I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was really, it was better than that other. And Gerald's Game. I really like that. We briefly talked about that at one point. Yeah, the ending kind of falls apart. Yeah, it was a little too... Lifetime. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little lifetime there. Yeah, I agree. But I enjoyed Gerald's Game and 1922 way better than In the Tallgrass. Cool. The only other thing I've really watched, I randomly watched House last night. The horror movie from that? Yes, from 85. I watched that like three months ago, and I really want to know your thoughts on it. Really? It was... uh. It was a first time watch for me. Have you ever seen a, it before? No, I I had always seen the VHS with the box hand, with the hand growing up, uh, and yeah. I always wanted to watch it. It was okay. It was a silly little comedy horror film. It was entertaining uh, for what it was. It wasn't bad. I thought it was going to be more horror than what it was. I was the same way too. It was almost like a kid friendly Evil Dead. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good way to put it. In a haunted house or something. Directed by Steve Miner, who directed H2O. Yeah. And Friday the 13th, 2 and 3. And Warlock. Remember that? (laughs) I do remember. I've never seen it, but I I remember the VHS. I watched it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in forever. And he did did some other horror movies as well. I forgot what. I think he's mainly a horror director. I don't... We will talk about him when... uh, Well, a couple weeks weeks from now. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. But so, the house was okay. Yeah. Now, are you going to, are you going to watch House Two: The Second Story? Probably not. Is it? <laughs> it's even more comedy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would throw it on just as a whatever kind of movie. Yeah. But I love that Creighton Duke shows up in House. <laughs> the guy and Jason goes to hell. That's hunting Jason. Oh god. Yeah, he played a cop. I was like, oh shit, that guy. Ooh, look at you, Creighton Duke, getting work. Getting yeah, work. yeah. But it wasn't bad. I got gotcha. you. Give it a watch. Now. House or ticks? House. 
A hundred percent. Okay, well, I'm a hundred percent the other way. But okay. Well, you're a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> I think I like to think I'm a hundred percent right. Okay. Well, maybe you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Texas, it is what it is. It's oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, it is what it is. So, was that about it for you? Or you That's about it for me, man. Okay, I gotcha. All right, do you want to get into some horror movie news, Phil? Yeah, what's been happening in the horror world? What's coming up? All right, so anything they, exciting? Oh yeah, so they've announced a new TV show with Sam Raimi. All right. Now it's going to be another anthology horror series, but the hook of this one, I'm sorry, the hook of this one is going to be every episode is going to take place with an urban legend from a certain state. Not all 50 states, right? All 50 states is the what? goal. There's going to be 50 episodes of this? Uh, maybe. Hey, there's lots of stories to tell. All right. So go on. What's the... 50 states of fear. Okay. And so he's, and Sam Raimi has signed on to direct at least one episode. And there's going to be... Also, the Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Miss Maisel is going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Also, Butterfield from, he was that child actor in um, Hugo, that Martin Scorsese animated movie. Never saw that. I never saw it either. Yeah. Christina Ricci's going to be in an episode. Okay. So, there's a pretty big cast, and Rami's going to be involved producing and directing, so that's pretty nice. What's it going to come out on? Uh, they did not say from the article that I read. Okay. Um, well, what do you think North Carolina's going to be? Taylor Poe. Do we have a... Urban legend? I'm sure the mounds have something. Is there one specific to North Carolina? I'm sure the mounds have something. Yeah. There's, there's got to be something. Something going around. Yeah. yeah. Or the... I, there's a, I know there's a, a witch in the beach somewhere. At but the beach? In like one of the outer banks. I know there's a witch. There's a lot of Blackbeard stuff. I mean, there's definitely a lot of Blackbeard there's stuff. There's a ton of like, you know, supposedly Blackbeard still haunts the coast of North Carolina. Oh, Ocracoke Island is always... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds... Kind of interesting. Yeah, and they've announced the states for the first episode. It's going to be Michigan, which makes sense because Sam Raimi's from Michigan. Okay. Minnesota, Washington, Oregon, Iowa. So it sounds like more Midwest stuff. Florida is going to be one of the ones. Mm. Get a nice skunk ape, probably. A, yeah. Well, Florida's a scary place. You know, I, I just had this conversation the other day. Um, yep. You know how you always hear about crazy shit happening in Florida? Yep. Do you think it's just because it's so fucking hot all the time? Because we had a heat wave recently. Yeah. It was 100 degrees yesterday. Like, literally, it's finally cooled off a bit. It's like 60-something and nice and cool. Yes. It feels like fall today yes, for the finally. first time ever. So, yeah, like, back when it was like we were breaking heat temperature records. Yeah. I was ready to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> so, do you think that's why Florida is always like, hey, Florida man? Exactly. Now, also, Florida has this uh, sunshine laws, which means, like, the newspapers can, like, really say people's names and they can investigate things. There's not as much privacy laws. Really? Yeah. Google Never Sun- heard of this. I'm not sure of all the legalities and stuff, but I know it's called the sunshine laws, where they can kind of <laughs> release more information than a lot of other states can, which is part of the reason why you always go to that Florida man subreddit and laugh your ass off. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yes, Florida is a weird fucking place. Yeah. Because you've well, got everything there. There's literally everything in Florida, and it's hot as fuck on top of it. Yeah. And flat. Well, it should be an interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be that somebody, people eating somebody's face off of meth. Yeah. There's a good chance of that. Yeah. All right. So, what else, Jason? All right. So, there was a big horror auction for lots of props in London. All right. So, a couple of things that sold were the machete. From Freddy vs. Jason, that Ken Karizinger used. Okay, how so much did that sell for? $9,832. Okay. 
Freddy's glove from Freddy versus Jason sold for $37,818. Nope. And <laughs> the top. I'll give you 37 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the most expensive thing that auction that went was the axe from The Shining for $200,000. Holy shit. Yes. And I get, I mean, because I think my favorite shot in anything across the board is that shot when he's trying to get the, the, the house, the door down with the uh-huh. axe. And yeah. he's swinging it and the camera's moving with the axe. Yeah, that's a badass shot. That's one of my favorite shots ever. But uh-huh. is it two hundred grand favorite shot? No, not at all. No, it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have all this shit like oh, yeah. in a room displayed, looking badass. But I'm not dropping that much money on. And it. that's the machete that Jason hit uh, Kaylee Knowles. Yeah, Kaylee Rowland in <laughs> after she went on a homophobic rant. <laughs> And right before that, Brady said a, uh, a somewhat racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, joke. there's a, oh, 2003. That's such different. a cringy time. Yeah, that was a weird time in history. Just Man. the highlights and somewhat uh, homophobic everything. Yeah. Hey, kick ass soundtrack, though. <laughs> yeah. As a metalhead, I, I always appreciate it. Yeah. There's some good shit up there. Yeah. Yeah. Chimera track was German. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 200 grand for Jack Nicholson's axe. That would be. That would be the one where I'm like, damn, that would be awesome. Just like mailing it and hang it somewhere. Yeah. I'm glad somebody has that much money to drop on that kind of shit. I'm, I truly am jealous. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything else, Jason? All right, one last thing. Mm-hmm. So we talked about in a previous episode about the rights or the U.S. distribution rights for Nightmare on Elm Street went back to the uh, West Craven estate. Yeah. So basically... After 35 years, the rights revert back to the original owners. So this just happened with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. They've gone back to the Craven estate. Yes. Which basically means that there's no like le- legalities holding up making another Nightmare on Elm Street. Not like there is with Friday the 13th. Kind of thing. Right. So there's like one person who owns the rights outright as mm-hmm. opposed to Friday the 13th, which is having crazy legality issues right now because of that yes. kind of thing. Now... The Hollywood Reporter and Blade Discussing are reporting there's lots of other IPs that are also in this kind of uh, state of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, most such like Roger Rabbit, Terminator, okay. Predator, and Beetlejuice are kind of the big ones that are reverting back to the writers. Well... Now, of course, I don't, you've got to give the studio two years notice, mm-hmm. and then after two years, if they have not done anything with them, then they revert back to the writer. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with Friday the 13th, apparently, because Victor Miller's like, hey, you haven't made anything. They haven't made anything since 2009. Mm-hmm. And so that's how, and of course, Sean S. Cunningham is throwing a fit about this. Yeah, yeah. We all know about yeah. the Friday the 13th drama. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is all these franchises, they have a green light to make movies again? Or Not something? necessarily well, a green light to be made movies again, but they, they're still turned out. Terminator movies. Yeah, they are, and the studios are coming out. And But see, James Cameron's involved with these now. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen with this Terminator thing. But they're saying that movies that could potentially have the same thing happen with Nightmare on Elm Street, Terminator right. was one of them. It could go back to Galen Hurd and James Cameron. Well, out of those that you mentioned, um, which one would you like to see? At this point, honestly, give James Cameron Terminator back, because I'm just tired of watching just shitty, shitty Terminator movies. Well, I have a feeling that they're never going to make Terminator the big thing that they want it to be. Like, yeah. it's over. It's not going to be... Terminator 2. Yes, it's not. Oh. You're not going to come close to that kick-ass movie. No. Yeah. Even with Edward Furlong. <laughs> That's right. He can't throw his old back. ass yeah. on a dirt bike again. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, 
<laughs> it's nice they're shooting our good back to endangering my child. <laughs> well, let's not go there. Yeah. So you mentioned Beetlejuice. I did mention Beetlejuice. Uh, who wrote Beetlejuice? Tim Burton didn't write it. He doesn't write, does he? He doesn't do a lot of writing. He might have done Edward Scissorhands, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do... Remember uh, that one point in time where he was supposed to be making Beetlejuice 2? Have they talked about that for like 20 yeah. years? Like the past 20 years? There was a rumor going around forever that he it was going to be like Beetlejuice in Hawaii yeah. or something. And then, I remember like two years ago... <laughs> that was, was back in high school. I remember, I've been hearing about that shit forever. Yeah, and they even announced Thank it on God one they of the late shows. Oh, they were going to do a new Beetlejuice, hmm. like, like officially. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't tried to remake that at this point. Gosh, you I know can, they're going to eventually. And I can't wait for it to be not somebody. That's somebody's just awful. Because yeah. nobody's going to beat, you know, his performance as Beetlejuice. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, if you brought back Michael Keaton and had Tim Burton on board, it could be cool. But yeah. I think you should just leave it alone. It's a classic. Definitely. Don't classic. fuck with it. And definitely don't remake it. Oh, God, no. That's what I say. <laughs> well, anything else, Jason? That was pretty much the big... The big notes from the horror movie news this week. All right. So not a whole lot happening. No. Just a bunch of could be news. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so nothing new in the Halloween world. We talked briefly on the, me and Colin talked briefly on last week's episode. I mentioned that Nurse Marion was going to come back for this one for Halloween Kills. So that could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah, so they're definitely doing some 1980, 1987, 1978 stuff for the next one, because I don't know if you have checked out the Spook House's Instagram as of, oh, yesterday, I dropped that video, Yeah, but it appears to be him chasing Lonnie, Lonnie? That's what the kid, well, he's wearing like a jacket. I thought it was Tommy Doyle. I did too, but people were saying Everybody was like, that's Lonnie, that's Lonnie. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, but at what point was he chasing Lonnie in the Yeah, exactly. It it was because he was wearing a red hoodie and Lonnie Lonnie was was wearing wearing a red jacket, but I don't know, man. I thought, sometimes I think I know a lot about the Halloween series, but (laughs) then it's like, Jesus Christ, people, yeah. They don't have anything. Like, but yeah, uh, he's wearing a 1978 Shatner mask. Yeah. That's what it's it appears clean, to be. Like a super clean mask. Yeah. White. Definitely some flashback stuff. Definitely going to happen. How much? We don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Or could it just be a dream? Could be. Could just be a, hey, remember when this happened? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, now that we've wrapped up the news, boy, we got a, we got a, a movie to talk about today. It certainly is a movie. It is a movie. So, after the big success of Halloween 4, 10 years after the original, Michael returned. Now, Halloween 4 was pretty successful. It was number one at the box office for a couple of weeks. Yep. And with the success of Halloween 4, everybody wanted to put out Halloween 5 a year from then. Which was, looking back, a very bad move, I think. Yeah, they should have sat on this for much longer than one year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Halloween 5 was very much rushed, um, and it shows. Everything about this movie just feels like slapped together. It was like it's put together yeah. like sticks and mud. Yeah, that's a good way to put <laughs> it. Like, just nothing fucking makes sense. No. And nope. even some things they thought made sense. Like, there's two... Other, like, well, there's one script that was written that had Jamie Lloyd as the killer. Mm-hmm. And then there was another pitch 
that was going to be for Halloween 5, that the director, Dominique Othenin, Othenin, Othenin Gerard, Othenin Gerard made mm-hmm. with another writer. And that was going to have Michael Myers as like a Frankenstein character. Oh, God. Like he was even going to be brought, he was, he was going to be brought back to life through a, a lightning strike. Wow. Well, <laughs> speaking of Dominique Othenin Gerard, I have to say that at least 90 percent probably more of the problems with this movie are a direct result of this fucking yeah, hack dude i don't look praise deborah hill rest in peace but you fucked up recommending dominique i think she did it on purpose and like all right mustafa you're focused out of money guess Ooh. what guess what i'm gonna give you she's throwing a Ooh. heater at him there's a theory there's an interesting theory she was like hmm. so yeah this was around the time that john carpenter and deborah hill they Kind of had a falling out with the Akkads. Yeah. But apparently, Deborah Hill met Dominique at a Sundance Festival or yeah, something. I think he, one of his movies was showing there. Yeah, but man, how can you... That's like recommending a friend. Like, hey, dude, can you put in a good word for me? It's like, well, I don't know how you work, so I can't really put my neck out for you. It sounds like Deborah Hill didn't know him that well. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, this guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa's going to love you. Yeah, well, the first meeting between Dominique and Mustafa, they presented Dominique with a script, and he... It was the Shim Bitterman script, yeah. Okay, which one was that? That would have been the one with Jamie as the killer. Okay, well, I agree that Jamie shouldn't have been the killer, but Dominique takes the script, throws it in the trash, and he's like, no, we're not going to do that. Let me tell you how I'm going to make this movie. You know, I... I read the interview with him describing how this whole meeting went, and it sounded like he was just very theatrical and trying to kind of impress the Akkads, like, (laughs) ooh. So, Dominique leaves the meeting, and, like, the next day, Mustafa called him and was like, okay, you can direct it. We've been wowed. Yeah. See, the the original pitch that he had done, that uh, Othin and Gerard was going to do, was going to have... Michael Myers be a Frankenstein character and all the people of Haddonfield just had found Michael Myers and they were going to kill him. But Dr. Loomis was not going to allow them to kill him because he was going to save him. He wasn't going to kill him either. He was going to be his protector in this movie. So, yeah, basically, folks, what we're trying to say is this movie was a fucking mess from day one, (laughs) from the first meeting. Like, there was no script. They were shooting. They were rewriting stuff as they were shooting it, which... Never works out. They added ever. the man in black halfway through production. Yeah, the man in black just, they were like, ah, uh, this movie isn't really making sense. Let's throw the man in black in there. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm getting heated. We're getting, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, well, fuck it. Hey, you know what? At least the credits are cool. Yeah. The opening credits, the stabbing of the pumpkins, which are actually watermelons because they couldn't find pumpkins around this time of the year yeah yeah so i do like the the credit scene and i don't know if you notice this or not but the director's name is misspelled in the credits <laughs> that kind of tells you everything you need to know <laughs> that great. that's just mwah, perfect you know what fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't mustafa did it on purpose they had a, apparently they had a big falling out and i don't know if you know this i don't if you picked up folks since we've been going through the halloween movies Whatever Mustafa says kind of goes. Yeah, basically. And it was his way of fucking with him. Everybody on the set, 
it sounded like they had problems with Dominique. Oh, yeah. I had, there was one with Greg Nicotero that was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Greg Nicotero, who was a part of K&B effects group, who were pretty much legendary. Yeah, like the M and Stan Winston group, Tom Savini, like they're the big effects group. You know, you know? and it makes me wonder how much, well, might as well talk about the mask for a bit. How much of the mask looking like absolute shit was a part of Dominique? I don't... And how much was K&B? Because K&B do kick-ass work. They do. And I've read Don Shanks was talking about the mask. So what they did, they molded um, Greg Nicotero's face on it. And for some reason, they gave him a fucking scowl. Did you see that? He looks like he has a scowl on his face. Yeah, you see that in some shots of the movie. Don't they use like a couple of different i think they use like two or three different masks in the movie like yeah. at one point they changed the nose like halfway through it yeah but at no point in this movie does a mask look remotely good at all not not to me the at neck all, no. is so fucking wide and they said comically it was because <sighs> they motored it to greg nicotero's face when they put it on don shank's head he said i've got a much bigger head so it's stretched out <laughs> yeah but there was just so much neck material that that wasn't fully the problem. I'm sure that was a little bit of it. Yeah, it looks winged almost. Yes. It kind of has a Nicolas Cage look to it. <laughs> and did you notice like he's balding? He has like long hair and he's got... It's such a weird fucking mask. Yeah. I yeah. this I think this is my least favorite mask of the series. It's not mine. What's, what's your... H2O. And that's because of all wow. the shit that goes on with it. Well, which one in H2O? There's exactly. four different masks. Plus CGI masks. Yeah, there's four including the CGI mask. <laughs> because they use... Well, you know what? Let's say We'll it. talk about that. Let's yeah, that's it. my least favorite <laughs> in the franchise. Okay. Well, the Halloween 5 mask is pretty fucking bad. I don't have a big fan, no. So, yeah. The intro credits are pretty good. Yeah. And it's all downhill from here. <laughs> well, the movie opens with the events of Halloween 4. Which... George P. Wilbur is actually doing that part. That's right. They brought him back for that, which is the only thing that they brought him back for. I think he did some other maybe minor stunt work. What, in five? Mm-hmm. For the the intro part and the stuff that they I added I thought that to was the just intro. the same footage from well, Halloween 4. The stuff that they kind of added, like the dynamite stuff. Uh-huh. He said that he did apparently some stunt work for that. Really? That's what he, from what I saw from George P. Wilbur, it could be him lying or misrepresenting something. Well, I know the Akkads... They wanted George Wilbur back for this movie. They did, yeah. It was, again, Dominique. He was dead set on bringing in Don Shanks, who did... Eh, he seems like a really nice guy. He's No disrespect to Don Shanks, but he was very average in this role. Like, See, I think he was fine. It's just the issue was that all the direction for him was just dog shit. I think, I mean, well, some of the, the sneaking around was whatever... Yeah. And he didn't need pads because he's a huge guy. Have you seen him? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, he's a big guy. But I think most of that, the issue with Don Shanks are more the direction as opposed to... Yeah. Well, the events of Halloween 4, the very end of it, play out. And, well, you've all seen the movie. You know, when Michael gets shot by the... Police, state yeah, police. The, the state police and the redneck crew, they all shoot Michael. He falls into this uh, mine shaft hole looking thing. <laughs> And they throw dynamite down there, blows him up, apparently. Oh, he crawls away from the dynamite. Yeah, so he crawls out of the out of the hole, down into a river. This is how Michael escapes. <laughs> and the first shot you see of Michael is floating down a river. 
And I feel like they should have just played the Benny Hill theme music for this. It just looks so <laughs> fucking goofy. Yeah. Just to see Michael Myers like <laughs> floating, floating down a fucking river trying to get his footing so he can crawl out. And Don Shank said that that was all snow melt. So it was like 36 degrees of water. Oh, God. And he, uh, when he, he had a, if he didn't hit his mark, he was going to go into like a plant turbine that was like a little bit down a river stream too. Uh huh. And so he's like, he set it all up, but then he had the mask on. He didn't, uh, he didn't realize he was going to have the mask on, I guess. Right. And so he's like, he almost fucked up my mark and almost. <laughs> well, did you notice in the shot, there's, you can see there's like a harness on his back. Yeah. Because you can see it clearly. Yeah. It's like pulling on his jumpsuit. Yeah. It just looks so shitty. Yeah, it does. So right off the bat, that happens. And then he gets <laughs> up and walks, stumbles into this hermit shack. <laughs> And collapses. It's this old man living in a shack. And of course, there was an alternate intro shot for this movie. Yeah. This was supposed to be a character called Dr. Death. Or as I called him, Punk Rock Wizard. Yeah, he was basically like this crust punk kid that lived in a shack and was really into the occult and stuff. And he gave Michael the tattoo on his wrist. So, yeah, it's dumber than what they went with. Now, see, I kind of disagree about it being dumber than the hobo thing. I mean, both are dumb. Oh, yeah, don't, yeah. don't. Yes, is that, they're both idiotic. Oh, yeah. But I think at least if you add magic as opposed to him sitting in a shack for a year. Him ringing back. Uh, it, it's both stupid, but I think the the wizard thing would make just a little bit more sense than just like, oh. Yeah, and you can find footage of the alternate intro mm-hmm. on YouTube. I've seen it. It, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said, both both cuts are pretty stupid. Yeah. But absolutely. anyways, Michael collapses in this old hermit's shack, and we see one year later... <laughs> And it cuts to Jamie in the children's clinic, and she's having flashbacks to the night that she killed her mom, and she wakes up screaming. She did not kill her mom in this movie. Really? No, she just stabbed. Remember, they talk about uh, Rachel's parents several times. She's not dead in this movie. Oh. She was just injured by that. I thought that. Okay. And And remember, she's like, do you want me to call your mom? Oh, okay. So she's not. But I guess at some point they adopt her because they're calling her stepmom now Uh instead of foster mom. Yeah, so she wakes up screaming, but wait, she's not screaming because they decided to make her mute. That's right, your best star, your your star of the movie, yeah, can't talk, which I thought was just a big mistake. You know who came up with that idea? Dominique Athen and Gerard. Did yes, you read did. the interview where he gave his reasoning reasoning for that? I may have missed that. I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> Let me. I, I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. In Halloween 4, Jamie had seen herself in the position of stabbing her mom. I had to give her a possibility to redeem herself. So I wished her handicapped in some ways. I thought that to take away the speech ability of a young girl was a heavy punishment and a difficulty she had to overcome. From there, she could make the journey of becoming a hero. By what? Learning to talk? She says, Tina! Oh. I also started the writing with the concept of giving to the traumatized Jamie her visions. I gave her the ability to sense the activity of Michael. (laughs) I wished for her to see what Michael sees when he gets furious. That was the tool for the character to help out the hunt for Michael Myers. Blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, he made that decision as a punishment for stabbing her mom. (laughs) Makes sense, but we're going to roll with it. Yeah. 
So cut back to the hermit chat. Michael wakes up a year later because it's Halloween. He's like, rise and grind. He was like, time to get this bread. It's like shake and bake, motherfucker. (laughs) So Michael has been laying on a table for an entire year. Not eating. Not yet. See, and that's why I'm saying not, the, the Dr. Death thing makes a little bit more sense because he brings him back to life as just opposed to him being there for a year and then just wakes up. Yeah. That was my... Now, granted, again, both of those are supremely oh, fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, he wakes up, <laughs> gives himself a look in the mirror. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to whoop some ass. Is it Halloween? Smells like Halloween. Yeah, so he kills the hermit man. All the while, Jamie is freaking out because she's linked to Michael now. She can, she gets these visions of Michael. They rush Jamie to the operating table because she's basically having like a seizure or something. She's having like a catatonic state kind of thing where she's just freaking out. But who shows up? Dr. Loomis. And guess what? He's got a, he's an MD now. This is the only time that I was like, oh my, I really want Dr. Loomis to fucking die. Uh, Like he's so fucking awful. (laughs) Dr. Loomis was like, She'll stabilize. Leave her alone. He's got one speed in this movie, and that's 11. Like in the- well, okay. I don't think it was... I hear you, but I don't think it was his fault. Yeah. Because even he was like, what the fuck is this script? He didn't like the script. No. He didn't know what he was doing half the time mm-hmm. because they kept changing the script. Yeah. And you can totally see it on his face. He liked the Shim Bitterman script when, when Jamie was the killer. That's the one that yeah. he liked, and he thought that made more sense because he wanted her. He thought she should be all evil. Yeah, he just, it felt like he did not want to be here for this movie. This is what you call, or no, what Bruce Campbell calls uh, an alimony check. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I can't blame him. So it was like Loomis just sleeping at the hospital. He was just hanging out there. Maybe he was just making his rounds as the old doctor. Because you know those old doctors love making their old. <sighs> yeah. So and Jamie, he's not even at Smith's Grove. He's at the children's hospital now. That's right. So Jamie wakes up the next day and Rachel's at her bedside. Now, don't get too comfortable with Rachel. Oh, God. The second best part of Halloween 4 because they're going to kill her off soon. <laughs> and who shows up? Tina! Oh, fucking. Okay. In... I think it's almost like a unanimous, like, she is the worst character. People hate Tina. And Tina. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, everybody does. And now, Wendy Kaplan seems very nice from everything I've seen. Although, she did say this is a this was a great catch of a role, which I very yeah. much disagree with. Well, she, they introduce her in the most annoying way possible. She's just, she starts singing, you know, she's like, ba-ba-da, 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 ba-ba-ba. I was, and right away, I'm like, oh, my God. When I was, like, watching this, he started doing this, like, I should do this, like, randomly on the podcast just to drive people up fucking crazy. Oh, ba ba da Like, right when you're having, like, a really good point you want to make, I was like, ba ba da God. <laughs> Loomis comes in. He, like, ruins the fun. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then somebody throws a rock through the window, and it's like, the girl must die. Evil child must die. Yeah. Loomis appears really drunk in this scene. He's like, there's nothing wrong with being afraid. You're afraid of it happening again. Well, Daniel Harris has said that he smelled like bourbon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Loomis liked to he liked to pull a cork every now and again. <laughs> he liked to hit the old sauce every once in a while. Yeah. So the next shot, we get Rachel. She's going out of town. That's right. She's going out of town for a few days because she tells Jamie that. It's like, really? You want, you're gonna. But they're making plans with Tina to go to the party that night. 
and then her parents are out of town. Well, look, if we start nitpicking every plot detail, it's we're going to be here all day. Oh, God. So yes. Rachel's like, hey, Jamie, I know like you went through this traumatic thing on Halloween last year, but I got to go out of town for a few days. So I'm going to leave you with Tina. Dude, and the first thing they do when they get there, they give her a Halloween costume. Like, that's what Tina brings in. She brings uh, a Halloween costume. Yeah. Well, Rachel is back home. She's packing up and jamming some cliche 80s music, prancing around in her underwear. I feel weird seeing this. Now, I know she's like well above 18. Even the character, I guess, is above 18. Yeah. But I feel like, why are we sexualizing Rachel? She's but, like, again, Dominique. Because oh, yeah. during the filming, he kept telling her, I need you to be sexy. You know, like, uh, you you get out of the shower and you're packing your clothes. I want sex. I can't be more sexy, okay? Yeah. Now, just- Halloween 4, Rachel was like a strong female protector of jamie she's yes. a great final girl yeah who like outsmarts michael at every turn yeah and survives the movie and cut to a year later she's prancing around in her underwear to 80s music yeah. and being like this ditzy stereotype it's just fucking it. dumb Hated awful it. decision yes so jamie starts having visions again and Max is barking at Max That's the, the Doberman. Dog. Yeah. The Doberman. <laughs> yeah. The Doberman. The Doberman is barking at Rachel. And Loomis calls Rachel to check on her. And he's like, listen to me. Get out of that house. But you know what? For all the shit we give this movie, I will give it props when props are due. Okay. The shots of Michael kind of walking around the background during the daytime yeah. inside the house are genuinely kind of creepy. Yeah. I... I like that they brought him back to a kind of a lurking level like he was in the first one. You didn't see yeah. saw it a little bit in the fourth one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like in the house when he was, you know, kind of in the shadows a little bit. Yeah. But you didn't see, you didn't see it all in the second one, really. But you, you know. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, like these shots kind of freaked me out because it was set in the daytime. Yeah. I think this is like the first time we see Michael lurking in a house during the day in the series. Yeah, because he doesn't do it in the fourth one. Yeah. And he definitely he's in the hospital the second time second. the whole time. So, yeah, those parts kind of creep me out. But anyways, Rachel runs outside and calls the cops. As she should. As she should. And who shows up? Sheriff Meeker? No. Oh, God. The other good part of Halloween 4. Oh, God. The clown cops show up. So, these two guys, now, why their performance isn't they do fine. It's just it's so out of place. Again, they were directed by exactly. Dominique. Yeah. And I wouldn't even mind, like, maybe a little comic relief from the yeah. cops, but they just played them like fucking bozos. Yes. And look, during shooting, Dominique told them anytime they'd walk to walk like penguins. <laughs> He'd be like, walk like penguins. You know, you're, you're supposed to be funny. I want you to walk like penguins. So when you rewatch this movie, you can see certain shots. They're like waddling side to side a little bit because he'd be like, no, more like penguin. God. More like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. How come nobody just like stopped this movie halfway through and be like, you get the fuck out. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help that the clown shoes. That, sound effect, that sound effect that they're playing, like their music is just so. It seems like yeah, they're like, uh, let's watch some Benny Hill right quick and just play a little bit of goofy clown music while they're whenever they're on screen. Well, our boy Alan Howarth did the music for this. He did. So there's been debate among who decided to put in the clown noises. 
Dominique was supposedly very hands-on with the, the music and, stuff. Yeah. and everything. That has to be his decision. Yeah. I could totally see that. Be like, can you do like a clown noise to make them, you know, they're supposed to be uh, funny, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's rough. Like, I mean, that it's whole, easily top five lowest points of the franchise. It's almost so bad <clears> you <throat> almost expect the cop to look straight at the camera and go, it's a living. Or, you know, like, uh, <laughs> just another day at the job. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So they, they bring the, the, the cops come up there and they don't find anything in the house. Yeah, that's right. And they come outside and then she's like, well, I can't find my, Max, my dog. And uh-huh. then the Max comes up. What does he have in his mouth? It's like a cat in his mouth? What does he have in his mouth? Huh. He's got something know. in his mouth and Rachel takes it out of his mouth, too. I'm assuming a toy of some sort. Uh, it looks almost like a dead cat, which would be... You know, different for the series. It's not just a dead dog. Yeah, good point. Like when you saw Max, did you be like, oh, "That's right, Max dies." Yeah, they. Well, they find a stuffed animal in the attic later in the movie. <laughs> so yes, technically he dies. Yeah. So the cops leave. They've checked out the house. They're like, "Okay, everything's clear." So Rachel goes back in. Jamie's so, in her bed. Yeah, Jamie's in her bed, and Loomis is going nuts on Jamie. Dude, this, this made when, me super uncomfortable. This is when he's like, "Write what you know." He's he well first he like shuts the door in that weird way. We you know you shut the door and you put your uh-huh. back to it. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a power move. Uh-huh. Like that's the first thing he does. He like grabs her feet. Yeah. Like stabs yeah. at her and starts yelling. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he like gets on the bed with her. He's like, Tell me what you know. I'm surprised he didn't like pull his pistol out and put it in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me what you know, Jamie. Like, speak, speak. She's, like, trying to mumble words with a fucking pistol in her mouth. <laughs> oh, boy, that would have been dark. Yeah. So, Michael is still inside the closet at Rachel's house. So, wouldn't you know it, these pot cops did a bang-up job of searching everything in the house. Yeah, and Rachel finds a broken picture of Jamie. With blood on it? Yeah, and out of nowhere, Michael pounces on her, stabs her with scissors in the chest. Yeah. Uh, so Don Shanks said when he was doing this, Othan and Gerard mm-hmm. was like making like almost sexual noises when he was watching it, which made oh. both of them super uncomfortable. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he was like, I mean, in the interview he was just talking about, I was like, he was just like making like weird, almost like erotic noises when we were doing this. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got to talk about Rachel's death. This was one of the biggest... I mean, it's a big fuck up, big fuck up. And according to the director, like, oh, if Rachel dies, then anything can happen. It's like, that's so dumb. And and I honestly agree with that statement. You know, it's not because, but you need to have at least some sort of replacement or a better the reason for that kind of thing to happen. Yeah. Well, Daniel Harris can't speak. Yeah. Rachel has been killed. Yeah. We see Sheriff Meeker for maybe three scenes, barely. Yeah. Donald Pleasance is off his fucking rocker. So all the things that made Halloween 4 good, all these characters that we could latch on to, exactly. they've all been handicapped, literally, or killed. <laughs> yeah. Or drunk. You know what I was thinking? They could have at least... I mean, I know technically Brady died in the last one. Yeah. But we didn't quite see him die. Mm. They could have been like... Oh, he broke his neck. He's just paraplegic now. Yeah. <laughs> like, put him in a wheelchair. I don't know. We need something here. He's in the room next to Jamie at the uh, the children's clinic. Yeah, but this movie <laughs> just has... 
after Rachel dies, it's like, man, I don't give a shit about Tina or it's hard to really care about Jamie because, yeah. I mean, she does fine <clears throat> in her role, I guess, like her I mean, facial yeah, expressions. Yeah, she does okay with what she's, I mean, she's giving dog shit to work with. Yeah, she can't show off her acting abilities. No. So yeah, big mistake to kill Rachel. This could have easily just been Tina. Please, yeah. Yes. It could have been like, hey, Tina, will you run to my house real quick yeah. and pack a few things for me? Boom. You got a Right decent- there. This immediately made the movie better. Yes. Just, right. Yes. And I think Tina probably should have died. Not Tina, but Rachel probably should have died in this movie at some point. Not at not this like point. Not this beginning, but I yeah. think at some point Rachel should have died. And here you go. When she does call the cops, mm-hmm. instead of these two bozo cops showing up, Sheriff Meeker. And there could have been a whole scene of like, you know, you know, could have kind of caught up from last year and be like, look, I know it's Halloween okay. and I'm sorry about what happened last year. Like maybe they hadn't seen each other in a year. So this yeah. could have been a good scene to play out between and Sheriff Meeker he, and Rachel. He lost his daughter last yeah, year. Yeah. You could have like, talked like, about. They had that shared experience of, you know, trauma. Yes. Yeah. So that could have been a great scene there. Yeah. But instead you get two no name cops with clown shoe noises yeah. and our arguably best character in the movie killed off it's it's everything it's like you know what this would be a good idea let's it's like not do that though yeah it's like you hear how good halloween 4 was let's just completely shit on it yeah pretty much well i got another issue with this one why doesn't jamie see any of this because every time he does anything in the rest of the movie she sees it why is this the thing that she does not see exactly it kind of like the movie pick and chooses what she sees from michael yeah who knows? Yeah. That whole angle should have been dropped to, like, Jamie having these visions of Michael. That's just yeah. stupid. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sheriff Meeker, the next scene, we see Loomis talking to him briefly. And Loomis is full fucking crazy. Oh, we, we, we finally get our... Now, granted, there's only one in this movie, but we finally get our... He's evil on two legs! Oh, yeah? What's that? I, I forgot exactly what he says. This is, this is his speech. So, he did say a pretty sick line here. He said... I prayed he would burn in hell, but in my heart, I knew hell would would not have him. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, that's some fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that line is pretty cool, but yeah. And least, that is one good thing I can say about this movie. It doesn't like hork on him constantly talking about how evil Michael is. He just kind of, no, granted, he's still dog shit. Well, he movie. just seems bored and yeah. confused when, yeah. most of the movie. And then somebody says to Meeker... We're going to need you at the cemetery. Now, I'm assuming it's like, why would he have to go to a cemetery? I'm assuming they just found Rachel's body. Yeah. Rachel doesn't get brought up again, by no. the way. I don't know if you noticed this. Until the next last 10 minutes in the movie. Yeah. There was never any, Jamie, we got to sit you down. Look, your sister, she's been killed by well, Michael Myers. they don't Meyer. even know, though. They don't know, like, they don't know she's dead until the end of the movie, though, right? Yeah. See, I don't think that, anyway, which is again why I think. Why did Meeker have to go down to the cemetery, though? Because somebody got a coffin from a nine year old girl. That's where that coffin oh came from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I, I had the same thing. I watched it again this morning. That's what I, the dog. I'm sorry. It was it was work for me just to rewatch this once. Yeah. No, I watched it. I was like, I need to, because I actually had the issue last week. So I had to, like, like I need to watch this again just to make sure right. I'm fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Tina comes home yeah, to the Carruthers house. Thank God Michael didn't kill her, but we got Tina. 
and Tina's dumb friend shows up, played by Tamara Glenn, I believe. Now, she's an interesting person because now she doesn't have much acting credits, but she Mm -hmm. started her own horror convention in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Really? Yeah. And they actually just had their fifth or sixth year uh, back at the end of last 26th to 29th. Alan Howarth had a seminar there this year. Nice. Yeah. I would have gone to that. Exactly. Did anybody ask him about the clown shoes? No. Like, <laughs> hey, was that you thing. or Dominique? Like, hey, you got you did some good scores in the Halloween. Let's not talk about Halloween 6 guitars. And can I talk to ask you about yeah. the, uh, the, <laughs> hey, the clown I'm, shoes? I don't mind the Halloween 6 guitars, <laughs> but that's next week's episode. Yeah. So Tina and Sammy, that's her name, right? Sam? Sammy. Yeah. Sam, Tina Sammy. and Sammy are walking to see Jamie and... They are having the dumbest conversation ever. Like, I can't make out what they're saying. Have you seen the room? Yes. You remember how everybody just goes to his apartment randomly for no reason? Uh-huh. And he's not there? This is what it reminded me of. Uh, like he's showing up at the Curler's house. Yeah. None, none of them are there. They're just doing stuff and talking and leaving. So I had to go back and rewatch that scene and put on subtitles because I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? There's like, oh my God, uh, uh, my cat. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what are they even talking about? She's like, Mikey locks the door in the car. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like, gosh, and she because she's Sammy's a virgin, I guess, and she's still on the fence. Oh man! So all the while, Michael is kind of just hanging around in the back, like just walking around. Yeah. And this looks really weird. This is where I have to say Don Shanks, I don't like him as Michael. Okay. He looks like he's looking like he lost a key earlier. He's like, where did I... He's like, I know that I dropped that fucking key around here somewhere. (laughs) He's just sort of hanging around in the back, like dipping under branches and stuff. I need this key to go back to my Myers, which is a castle now. (sighs) Yeah, it's just very weird. Yeah. So, Captain Badass Mikey shows up. That's Tina's boyfriend, not Michael Myers. Get it? Oh, yeah. It's a big, fun thing. Do you think they named him that just because, like... I'm sure. That couldn't have been an accident. Yeah, so he shows up in Christine. (laughs) (laughs) She's Cherry. Oh, yeah. So, this is our uh, sixth episode, Christine. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's six. Somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. That was a fun-ish one. I enjoy Christine. Who does not? That's all you need to say. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Still our lowest downloaded episode. I thought it was uh, um, Leslie Vernon at some point. I'm pretty sure it's Christine. Nobody likes that movie. Nobody likes (laughs) this movie. Nobody likes this movie, Phil. (laughs) Yeah, you you have a point. So the director obviously watched a lot of Happy Days growing up. Dude. Because he's like, Okay, you know, I need you to be like, you're a badass, you know, so we're gonna like put you in a muscle car and like have you wear leather jackets and you <laughs> scream at everybody. Maybe that's his only intro for American culture and he just thinks that's how it's supposed to be. That would make sense. <laughs> uh, I don't know how his brain works, but yeah, we get Mikey who is. Such an unlikable character. Now, Michael is still hanging in the background. Yeah. And Jamie gets out of bed, looks out of the window, and Michael's looking up at her. And this is when we get the whole Jamie goes down to the basement chase scene. See, and it was also like, because this movie's influenced by everything that was coming out at the time. I was like, is this a Nightmare on Elm Street supposed to be? Like, it felt like a Nightmare on Elm Street sequence to me. Like, the entire thing. Yeah, kind of. 
you know, and I remember he seen mentions like he, you know, just devoured a lot of American slasher movies. And I'm just like, well, that's I feel like that's him kind of being influenced by. Yeah. And I I will say this, like some of these shots here of this little chase scene down in the basement. Yeah. At least some of some of them are shot kind of stylishly. Yeah. I mean, there's some stylish stuff to this. Movie. Some, I'll give him credit for that. There are some stylish shots, some, yeah, some camera movements. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed during this little chase scene, there's some handheld stuff. Like yeah. he'll like go under a pipe and then come up. And yeah. I guess that looks kind of cool. So at least he's trying to make it look good. Yeah. I mean, that's all the credit you're getting, Dominique. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the janitor finds Jamie, though. Turns out it's not Michael that followed her down to the basement. I didn't like the score in this. It seemed like it was like doing yeah. the Halloween thing, but it was like stop and go the whole time. Like, dun, 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 Well, they, like, okay. they also use the theme Stuttered more than, uh, my, than Billy in this movie. Oh, nobody stutters more than B -B Billy. <laughs> we'll get to him. Yeah. Now we got Loomis. He's freaking out at Jamie again. You've got to help me find him, Jamie. <laughs> And it, it it looks like he pulled the cork before rolling on this scene. He looks really sauced here. He's like, why are you protecting him? And Loomis gets all up in her face with his whiskey breath. Ugh. And he's like, someone dug up the coffin of a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, that's that's what that was. What do you think he's going to do with that? <laughs> he's going to put you in it. <laughs> this is what I'm so once again, surprised he didn't pull out his fucking pistol, like put it up to her head. Tell me what you know. <laughs> Let me speak in more metaphors. Only <laughs> you have the key to unlock it. <laughs> so now the bus pulls up. Well, in yeah. front of Vincent Drug from Halloween Four. The I missed same, that. The same nice. location. Okay, I missed that. This was shot in Salt Lake. Yeah. So that's the least they could have done. We're four, five, and six all shot in Salt shot, yeah. shot in Salt Lake. Yeah. So they pull up in front of Vincent Drug, and the man in black steps off the bus. Ugh. Don Shanks most played most of the shots. Was was the man in black? Not yeah, all of them, but it's, he it's, played the man in black. And we talked about this earlier, but the director essentially threw him in there last minute to save the movie. Did you see what his plan was for Men in Black in Part Six? No, I thought he said he threw it in there and he was going to let the people that made. Part six, figure it out or oh, something like that. Oh, but he he had he had a, a plan for it, which was so. This is when the the wizard thing was still a thing, the punk uh -huh. rock wizard. So when they brought him back to life, it was going to create an alter ego slash twin to Michael Myers. Oh, this, that makes sense. And this black and the man in black was supposed to be the other Michael Myers. I got you. Or that was what he was going to go with with part six. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> so Loomis goes into the. Myers house. You mean the Myers castle? Yes. Which obviously looks a little bit different. Yeah. Again, Dominique wanted a large house so he could shoot all these. He wanted a big staircase so Michael could stand at the bottom and get this silhouetted shot of Michael. Yeah. Which doesn't even look that great, but hey, he got a shot. <laughs> he did. And he basically wanted a bigger house, so whatever. But hey, he got a shot though, you know? Yeah, he got a shot. And he got a shitty house. Yeah. So he walks around for a bit and the man in black is following him. Yeah. Which, oh, so stupid. Yeah. Now, this whole sequence just feels like a total waste. He walks down into the basement, looks in the laundry chute. There's like a jump scare, like this possum comes out at him. Yeah, there's a lot of trimming that needs to be done in this movie because yes. the original, I guess from the one through six, this is the longest one in the entire series. It's almost 100 minutes long. Is and it? there's a lot of things that, that need, or 
I think Halloween 3 is like a little bit longer, but the Michael Myers movies. Yeah. yeah. One through six. This is the one that's the longest. I was like, it doesn't, there's a lot of things that need to be sh- cut down a little bit. This is definitely one of those things. Yeah, I agree. So we get that over the shoulder shot of Michael looking at Tina and Samantha in the street. It's like, please let a bus hit both of them right now. <laughs> and then it pans over and you see Douche Nozzle waxing his car. So this is where we get introduced to all four of our characters we're supposed to give a shit about. So exactly. Spitz comes out of the store in the most grandiose way possible, like flailing his arms. <laughs> and right off the bat, I want to lock all four of these characters in a barn and just set it on fire. Like, they're that bad. They're all yeah. very awful and pretty yeah i just can't stand any of them yeah so spitz i know you said that he had done some stuff yeah so he didn't have a lot of on-screen credits but mm-hmm. do you remember that tv show dinner and movie used to come on tbs no oh it was, it was like a, a program that would come on tbs and they would show a movie and while they're showing the movie they would have it cut with things that they were making they would like cook something uh-huh. and it would always be kind of related to the movie he directed a lot of that a lot of those little a lot of, a lot of those episodes okay then he went to clown college that like makes Ringling, sense, actually. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bay Clown College, which is apparently really hard to get into. Uh-huh. Steve-O went to Clown College, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Pendulette went to Clown College. Huh. And Spitz. And Spitz. Spitz <laughs> went to Clown College. Pretty interesting. And now he teaches theater at UC San Diego. Huh. So, yeah, he had like a pretty pretty crazy kind well, of all over Seems like he's done for, well for himself. And when he was on the documentary, he seemed like a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah. The documentary behind the scenes stuff I did see, like, he seems to, he's fully aware that the movie's shit. Yeah. And he kind of, he kind of agrees with the criticisms as well. So he's a good sport about he had it. Lots of, he had a good impression of uh, Othan and Gerard, which is pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> but he makes a mistake, mistake of touching Mikey's car. Mikey's like, touch the car and you're dead. Oh yeah. He grabs him by the face and puts him right there in his face. Yeah. Like, wow. So Mikey pulls the car around back. Because they're going to load up some beer for the party later. Three cases for a whole party. That's right. I thought you said like four cases or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he backs the car in and this is when, okay, again, Michael looks really weird here. When he walks around the building, he just looks odd. Like he's walking at just like, oh, la-di-da, I'm just, (laughs) you know, going to get the mail or whatever. He's just walking at like a leisurely pace. (laughs) And he slams a... Uh, it's a three-pronged rake thing. Yeah. Whenever like, I see... So somebody told me a story about one of those uh, mm-hmm. several years ago that I've never been able to forget. So a farmer uh, was having... There was a hailstorm on his barn. Uh-huh. And he called in insurance, as you do. Yeah. And when the insurance adjuster got out there, he noticed that all the holes that the hail had damaged were the exact same three prongs. Of a rake that was out there, just like the hand rake. Uh-huh. So it was obvious that he had just taken the rake to do oh. <laughs> Then the claim was then denied. And this is a true story? This is a true story. This is from uh, Tales from Snow Hill? This is 100% Tales from Snow Hill, yes. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks for bringing me boiled peanuts, by the way. Yeah, I realize I'm the biggest redneck person on this podcast. Jason's like, hey, man, I got some boiled peanuts. I walked, the first thing I did when I walked <laughs> in was I hand him a Ziploc bag full of frozen boiled peanuts. And don't get me wrong, I'm fucking stoked. I love boiled peanuts. <laughs> Thanks, Jason's dad. <laughs> Thanks, Walter, for hooking it up. Appreciate it. Preach. So, cut back to the Goblin costume pageant. And we see Jamie getting ready backstage. And Mr. Steal Your Girl, Billy, pulls up. 
hands her some flowers <laughs> and gives her a little bracelet. And she kisses Billy on the cheek when he hands her some flowers. What mm-hmm. does he say, Phil? What does he say? These are for you. For you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I hate, get, I don't like making fun of, or like talking bad about kids hiding, but, but this, fuck this guy. This, this, <laughs> he was not great. Yeah. And I guess this is where we're supposed to say, oh, we feel sympathy for Billy, but I'm like, I I don't give a shit about this little bastard. Right. <laughs> so, Michael has killed Mikey yeah. and stolen his car, which he picks up Tina in. Yep. As the man in black watches on. Yeah. Great movie. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> so, she enters the car. She even gets in the car annoyingly. She, like, walks around the front. She's like, ha, 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 I'm gonna look at my dress. She's like, oh, I even wrote it down. Quintina, queen of room service. Oh, I can't she's even wearing a maid outfit. Yeah, I was like, "What kind of maid wears an outfit? Why do you have a cape? Why is a maid wearing a cape? Maybe it's a French thing." Oh, I got you. So Michael is wearing this. Um, it's like, uh, how would you describe this mask? It's like a, it's like an old man mixed with man. a witch, yeah, or something like that. Well, you've seen it. Yeah, I've heard like Neanderthal or yeah. So he's wearing this weird mask, and Tina's like, Michael. Mikey, don't I get a kiss? And she kisses him. And Michael, like, grips the steering wheel real hard. Yeah. Do you think he nut in his jumpsuit? <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Like, a little kiss on the cheek. He's like, oh. <laughs> this is almost as good as the time that I drowned a Pamela Susan shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the time she sucked on my dirty thumbs. <laughs> Well, Jamie's having visions of this again. It like picks and chooses which mm, visions yeah. visions yeah. Jamie gets. So Michael does a burnout. Like he is driving like he's in the Dukes of Hazard right now. Yeah, and they pass by the convenience store. Tina's like, "Hi, I want some goddamn cigarettes." <laughs> <laughs> Michael slams on brakes, and yeah, Loomis is asking Jamie where Tina is, and this part's so fucking. Because she dumb. collapses on stage where they're having this pageant, That's this Halloween right. pageant, and then the only person that can decipher what she's saying is a kid with a bad stutter. Yeah, she looks like. Do you remember when Wendy Williams passed out on her TV show? Oh yeah, G- <laughs> that is that is a deep pool, my friend. <laughs> oh god, that clip makes me laugh. It wouldn't be funny if Wendy Williams wasn't a horrible person. Yeah, she's Google beautiful. it. Oh yeah, so and also if you've never seen the clip of Wendy Williams passing out, look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It's pretty. Anyways, funny. that's how Jamie looks here, <laughs> and so everybody's huddled over Jamie. Of course, like, Sam Loomis darts up the uh, stairs, and he's stealing her fucking face. With that whiskey breath? Yeah. He's like, where? Where's Tina? She's like, door! She's like, big woman! Loomis is like, a big woman that works in the store? It's like, Loomis likes those thick women. And... Then what's uh, the most infamous part of this movie, Phil? Well, one of the most. Yeah, and she's like, "Cookie, woman, cookie, cookie woman." <laughs> and they're like, "I know what store it is. It's the there's a fucking cookie woman on yeah. the side." Look, I was at okay, ridiculous. just because the cookie woman thing. I was at work the day after I watched it the first time. Uh huh. 
and there's a cafeteria where I work. Yeah. And so I was, and they always play like, you know, like music, just random music. Yeah. And they were playing Witchy Woman. Oh. I kept singing. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I got loud. I was like, listen to it. And I kept, woo, cookie woman. <laughs> I kept giggling to myself when somebody looked around. I was like, I don't. It's okay. Oh, that's I was great. like, fuck you, Donnie. I can write songs better than you can. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cookie woman. So Tina comes out of the store. And Michael switches mask for some reason. I don't he like get puts that on either. His, is he like, oh, now I'm going to kill her. <laughs> but the cops pull up and take Tina away before he can do that. Every single cop in the county descends on Tina at the exact same time. Yeah. Now they take Tina back to the clinic where the pageant's going on. So Tina shows up and she's like there to console Jamie. And then she's like. All right, I gotta go. Oh, I gotta is, go party. This is the worst. <laughs> why is she the lead? Why, why, why? She tries to explain. Was like she's like Tina, don't go. Because the first thing she said in a year is she Tina walks in and she says Tina. Yeah, which is supposed to be a powerful moment, but it kind of sucks. Yes, but and then Tina goes and hugs her, and she's like, "Hey, oh my god, you haven't said anything. Gotta go. Yeah, I've got partying to do. Yeah, she's like Jamie, you just don't understand." One day when you grow old, you're going to meet people that make you feel special or something. She wrote, it makes like your heart is full of neon. That is an actual quote in this movie. Makes your heart feel like it's full of neon. That sounds like something Dominique wrote. Yeah. <sighs> God, we miss Roadhouse will look at that sign like, that is fucking 80s or shit. Uh, <laughs> but it is kind of funny when Tina's leaving, Loomis tries to make her stay. She's like, stay away. You're really creepy feeling that girl with all that boogeyman <laughs> crap. <laughs> it was like, He's like, be sensible. And she's like, I'm never sensible if I can help it. And then she's going, and she runs down the stairs. God, she is the worst. It's we like, miss you, Ellie Cornell. God, oh my. She, Man. Uh, like, I cannot understand. Well, who they could have just, this movie could have been decent had they just made some changes, some obvious changes, yeah. you know? They could have had a halfway decent movie. Yeah. But we got what we got. So. That's for sure. Loomis orders the cops to follow her. Because, actually, these cops kind of talk back to him a little bit. Yeah. They're like, on whose orders? (laughs) Yeah, that's when he like throws it to the cane. That was on my orders. This is my (laughs) investigation. (laughs) Loomis is like, oh, you motherfuckers don't know? (laughs) Ask uh, (laughs) Sheriff Cyphers. Ask, call any bracket in South Florida. (laughs) Jamie disappears. She goes to look for Tina. And Loomis is like ripping off kids' masks as they walk oh, by yeah, looking for Jamie. Like, <laughs> so, and Meeker shows up for a brief second. I was like, yay, Meeker. But he's, he's like, all right, see ya. I gotta go. He was doing a f- few movies this year, so maybe they just couldn't get him. Well, for- Goodfellas he's in. And yeah. I'm sure even as good as the Halloween franchise is, I'm like, oh, Martin Scorsese's calling me up. Yeah, I gotta go do a thing. Yeah, well, that's understandable. So, this shot just makes me laugh. Michael and his giant fucking head pull up to the party. <laughs> his Camaro. <laughs> it just looks so weird. His head is so huge. <laughs> and the cops see him too. They're like, oh, you yeah. wanna play Crazy Eight? Oh, yeah, that's right. And this is when Spitz plays a plays the joke where he's dressed as Michael like they all run out of the house this screaming. Is, there's, this so, is the beginning of nothing but false scares and pranks. Yeah, so first off, where do you get that mask and the jumpsuit? I don't, yeah, maybe somebody dressed like Michael Myers at the Halloween car, which at this point has to be poor taste. Right? Yeah. In Haddonfield. 
it's probably one thing to have a Halloween party in Haddonfield, but to dress up like Michael Myers. Yeah, so Samantha finds a cat, and they go to the barn. Cats everywhere. Tina finds a cat and says, what am I doing? I hate cats. Which is, wow, great writing. Yeah. So, Spit scares Tina. I'm just kind of speeding through all this shit. It's really drawn out. Spit scares Samantha. Spitz has the worst laugh ever. Yeah. He might be a decent guy, but he's annoying as shit in this movie. (laughs) And this is the longest, weirdest sex scene. It's like borderline the room. Yeah. How long this goes on. It just goes on. Just when you think it's like, okay, it's about to end. Or we can like cut away into something else. It's like, oh, this is, they're still (laughs) having sex. Well, Michael comes up behind him and stabs him with a pitchfork. Real pitchfork. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Now, everybody leaves the party. Tina goes into the barn and finds the bodies. So she runs out screaming. Jamie and Billy are close by, and they're screaming for Tina! It's funny, because as she's screaming, all the cars are driving away. I like to imagine they all hear her, but they just, like, want to, you know, want her to die. Everybody in Haddonfield. Well, everybody does. Yeah. So Michael is chasing her. Starts chasing her in the car, which, side note... He drives way too much in this movie. Yeah. It's like fucking Fast and the Furious, basically. <laughs> it's like his superpower. Like, all of a sudden, he's driving. And that's, you know, as fast as a sports car, it's probably a stick shift on top of that, too. Hey, you're right. <laughs> he's just whipping that thing around like it's nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, Michael is chasing Tina in the car, but then he, he spots Billy, and he nearly kills Billy, or we're not sure what happens to Billy. You see him almost get hit. But then there's a shot of him and he looks dead. But that's the last we hear Billy. I I keep thinking, I was like, I was watching, like, oh my God, please have a Tossing Avenger moment where they just run over his head. Uh, (laughs) That would have been great. (laughs) So Michael's chasing after Jamie in the car for a while. I know some people like this sequence. I think it's fucking ridiculous. Well, he's chasing after uh, Tina almost got hit by the car because she tripped over, or Wendy Kaplan. Uh-huh. When she was running from him, she, uh, oh, that's she stepped right. on her uh, her cape. Yeah, have you ever in. seen the footage of that? No, I haven't seen the footage of Yeah, that. it's on the Halloween 25 Years Later documentary. Oh, God. That's the only place I've seen footage of it at, yeah. but yeah, like, she nearly got ran over. Yeah, like, apparently Don Shanks is, a, you know, he's also a trained, uh-huh. you know, car driver, yeah. or whatever they're called, yeah, and a uh, stunt driver, my bad. Uh-huh. And uh, he apparently he slammed on brakes immediately, but he almost clipped her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I said earlier that that's the last we see of Billy. I think we see him a little bit later, though. But I think we do, too. But it's yeah, the last I wanted to see of Billy. I'll put it like that. So, Michael hits a Ben Tramer tree because it explodes for no reason. I don't know what it is, but it, apparently in the town of Haddonfield, if you get any kind of fender bender, your car's going to explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you run into a ditch, it explodes. So, Michael gets out, walks towards, walks towards Jamie. Now, why don't her legs work? She's crawling on the ground. I don't... Because I... She didn't get hurt. Not in this. No. Yeah. I just noticed that the other night. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, they pulled a Halloween 2 on us. Like, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, your legs don't work now either. Yeah. <laughs> or, hey, your voice doesn't work either. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. Jamie's crawling on the <laughs> on the ground. He's about to stab Jamie. He is. And Tina sacrifices herself. And Michael stabs her. Bye, Tina. See ya. You... <laughs> <laughs> you were great. <laughs> yeah, so Billy and the Jets <laughs> and and Jamie, they, they like, wander what? off until Loomis, well, they bump into Loomis and the cops come. So They've had everything set up at the Myers house for a while, apparently. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but. So Jamie's screaming for Tina. But Tina, of course, is no longer alive. And did anybody ever tell her? Oh, yeah, Rachel's dead. They don't, well, no, nobody knows Rachel's dead yet. Okay. Yeah. Because we see her later. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But also, they have the, um, when she's saying Tina, they just bring her body out right in front of, uh, right in front of Jamie. I was like, hey, Paramax, maybe a little oh, bit of time yeah. and just keep her. Well, you know what's weird is all the cops leave. Everybody's like, all right, yeah, I know Michael's in the woods there, but everybody leave. Like, the cops don't go looking for him. No. So nobody was like, hey. Apparently there was something that- Hey, Michael Myers is in there. The children's hospital or something. (laughs) There was some sort of thing that they all had to go investigate. You see Charles Cyphers briefly, or uh, Sheriff Meeks for a little bit. Meeker? Sure, Meeker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, nothing makes sense in this fucking movie. No. So Loomis yells at Michael in the woods. He's we like, have Tito. We have your woman. Yeah, he's like, Michael, go home. I kind of don't mind this little sequence here. It kind of reminds me of Halloween 4 when he's in the diner talking to him. Yeah. At least Donald Pleasance gets to show off some of his acting ability <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um. So anyways, the cops, they've set up an ambush and they have Jamie... We're back at the Myers house, the yes. Myers castle. Castle. So they're, the cops have set up an ambush. Jamie is upstairs with Roger Protector from Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Troy Evans. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Roger Protector is dead. He found Captain Winky. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie has a vision of b- b- Billy. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> she didn't see anything. She's just making fun of him. I know it. So, okay. So, because Jamie is having this vision of Billy, Meeker sends all of the cops that are at the Myers house back to the clinic. Yeah. That's that's the reasoning for getting all the cops out of there. Wow. I don't... So stupid. It's very logical. Yeah. So, Loomis tosses his walkie in the bushes and props the front door open. He goes upstairs and locks the door behind him. And (laughs) Michael shows up in a fucking cop car. (laughs) I guess he stole another car. And rear ends Eddie. And he's on the phone with uh, Charlie at the time. Roger Productor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that or is... the walkie talk. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Loomis breaks the walkie. Because, pulls his gun out. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, it's just what He's do. going full fucking crazy. Yeah. I guess this was like Loomis's plan to get the cops away, so then Michael would actually come. Yeah. At I... least that's what he says. He's like, now you'll come, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, Loomis pulls a gun out on Roger Predactor. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. It's so absurd. Yeah, so Loomis goes downstairs and... He just starts talking to Michael Myers like he's just some guy. Yeah, Michael's standing at the bottom of the stairs holding a knife in a weird way. He's just like holding it next to his face. And, and And daughter Loomis, who for... Five movies now. I saw nothing about how he wants Michael Myers dead, not referring uh-huh. to him as a human, and not saying calling him it, and saying he's not real, and saying hell yeah. we'll have him. Tries to make him sympathetic and like, hey, maybe I can fix you finally. Yeah, Loomis is like, she can stop the rage, and I like how Michael he turns away for a second, like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like he's trying to like reject a kiss. He's like. <gasps> <laughs> the knife she calls to me. <laughs> and Loomis like <laughs> Loomis tries to grab his knife, 
and Captain Fathead slices his stomach <laughs> and, and throws like, him over he, a railing. Loomis has got a gun. Why doesn't he just unload on Michael Myers right now? I don't, yeah, he's trying a different approach. He's like, ah, does it doesn't ring true to me for his character at all. Well, like to, nothing rings true for this movie. Right. And then he throws him off the bow. Or like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so upstairs, Roger Burdeckner is constructing this rope thingy. He's going to lower Jamie out of the window. Mm-hmm. And, well, Jamie's going to climb out on his back. Michael busts through the door first, and he shoots him a few times. <laughs> Which only makes him stronger. Yeah, and then he really busts through the door <laughs> and throws him out the window, much like Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah, he gets thrown over a balcony. So, Jamie runs downstairs, and there's a quick shot here of Sheriff Meeker back at the clinic, and they're, like, wheeling out bodies. That was, like, the other doctor that he puts the thing on. So, so I guess Michael Myers did go to the clinic and killed at least one other person to get all the cops away from the Myers house in order for him, knowing that they would leave Jamie Lloyd at the Myers house. Uh-huh. Okay, but we just see Meeker, like... Yeah. 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 I don't fucking know. Hey, did you know that those people that were killed at the clinic, three bodies? One of them was Annie! One of them was Annie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, this is when Jamie crawls down the laundry chute, and Michael reaches for her, and she falls. Now, this whole laundry chute chase, it's... It's okay. I mean, it goes on too long. Yeah, it goes on a tad bit too long. And apparently, Danielle Harris actually got s- cut on her leg pretty yeah. badly. Yeah. They were using like a real knife to stab through there. I don't know if she actually, now the original edit had her getting cut. I don't mm-hmm. think she got injured, but she was really close to getting injured the whole time because she was like holding herself up in this laundry chute yeah, while yeah. Shanks was stabbing it with a real knife. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Well, she gets out of the laundry chute. Jamie walks up into the attic. And wow. This is where we see all of there's candles lit. Yep. Isn't there a surfboard in the background? Probably. I'm pretty sure there is. I mean it's Illinois. We are in Illinois. Yeah. It's known for its beaches. Oh yeah. The Great <laughs> yeah. Lakes. Yes. All that surfing. <laughs> yeah. And she finds Max. And of it, course, you know, the, these cops have been staking out this Myers house. So you know, of course, they would never think to go in the attic. Yeah. But just picturing Michael staging all of this, like lighting candles. And we see there's the dog, Max. Hanging. Yes. We see Mikey and Rachel. And Rachel. Jamie's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. <laughs> and there's a coffin sitting on top of a bathtub. And Jamie goes and crawls into the coffin. It's, the bathtub makes me laugh. Because you imagine, like, okay, I've done my killing for the day. Time to wash off real quick. Yeah, I guess... I don't know if Michael's living up there or what, but <laughs> so this is where, well, Michael's about to stab Jamie and she's like, uncle, uncle, boogeyman. <laughs> he takes his mask off and you see a little, little, a little tear, little tear roll down his cheek. She's taking the rage away, Michael. Oh my God. So the VHS, you remember the VHS box for this on the back? It was like, Michael Myers is finally unmasked, <laughs> even though he was unmasked in the first one. Yeah. But I remember they made a big deal about this. So and you don't even see his face, really. Yeah. But Michael's like, don't touch me. <laughs> he flips out, <laughs> starts like stabbing shit. No touch over the coffin. <sighs> so Jamie runs downstairs into Loomis 
but it's a trap. Because Loomis is just crazy pants. <laughs> you drop that word from your vocabulary. <laughs> it's a trap, and Loomis is going to try to lure Michael. Well, he lures Michael to so where he wants to drop this big ch- metal ch- chain. chain yeah, around Michael, and he shoots him with trank darts. And beats him with a fucking board. Just broke his nose. That broke Don Shanks' nose. Yeah, apparently he one of these shots actually landed on Don Shanks' nose and broke it. <laughs> now, Loomis was supposed to have died here. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. I mean, so he beats him with a board. Michael falls down. Loomis collapses on top of Michael, and he was supposed to. This was supposed to be Loomis's death scene. Well. So, it doesn't. It isn't. <laughs> yeah. So cut to the police station and we see Meeker and Jamie and some other cops looking at Michael Myers while he's sitting in a jail cell. And he's like, he'll be locked up for the rest of his life. And he's just playing with his chains while wearing a mask. Now, I'm sure if you ever got arrested and you're wearing a mask, they would take the mask off yeah. at least. But yeah, one of the worst shots of this entire franchise is the shot of Michael just jiggling his chains like, oh, fuck. Can't believe I got arrested again. And apparently they shot one where he's like in the shadows with his mask off. You don't see anything. Like, apparently they shot that, but uh, Mustafa Akkad said it didn't work. What? Yeah, there's a shot. Apparently they shot if him just in the in the shadows. You can't see his face at all. That would have at least somewhat made sense. Yeah. It wow. made, would make much more sense than him chained up with his mask on. Yeah, well... So the man in black shows up to the police station and he believes you, but his Tommy gun don't oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> start shooting up the joint. Jeez, it's this fucking movie. Yeah. So Michael's out. I mean, Jamie's outside of the police station at this point, but yeah. they hear all the gunfire going on inside and Jamie and the other cop, they go inside and everybody's dead. Yeah. There's a hole that's been blown through the wall. Jamie starts to cry end of movie no she's saying no fuck this movie it's bad end of movie all right yeah that's that's halloween five halloween five guys um so yeah that's pretty bad that is yeah um so i don't even know what to say (laughs) yeah i've got an idea and it's a half-baked idea at best Mm -hmm. but i've got an idea about how to make this movie better all right still not necessarily a good movie but a better movie Okay. Uh, let's so, hear it. Okay, so I can't believe I'm saying this part, but keep the wizard punk rock guy. Okay. And have him like bring him back to life. Because at this point... So you're saying within the parameters of this movie, make it better? Yes. Not I'm, not, like, I'm not saying like this is going to be a great movie. I'm saying make Halloween okay. 5 better. All right, let's make it better. Okay. And like I said, because at this point, he's basically Jason Voorhees, you know? Which is sad, but that's kind of like pretty much how they set him up. Yeah. So, at that point, get rid of that whole pesky, like, oh, he's still human, so he can't die. Yeah. Thing. So, just like, whatever, fuck it. And then, have him come back. Have Ellie Cornell have actually, not Ellie Cornell, um, have Jamie actually has killed her mom. Mm-hmm. And she is in a children's clinic the whole time. I don't think that part of the movie's bad. No, I don't think that's bad either. I think it's bad to have her mute. Yes. But the in a children's clinic, sure. Yeah. That's not the worst thing. Yeah. But anyways, continue. Now, she can talk the whole time, and Dr. Loomis is her doctor. 
Uh-huh. And he's not fucking crazy. Yeah. But he's seeing things in Jamie that were like things that he saw in Michael Myers. Oh, right. okay. That's cool. Okay. So the whole time they kind of figure out that Michael Myers is back and that he's trying to get to her. And he's trying, they're all trying to protect Jamie. And Rachel dies at some point, like when she's, when Michael Myers gets to the clinic. Mm-hmm. Someone like the Halloween 2 thing where the, like maybe the last third of the movie takes place there. Okay. And anyway, towards the end of the movie, I've got two alternate endings for you. Okay. Okay. So either Loomis kills Jamie Lloyd or either Jamie Lloyd kills Dr. Loomis and then she goes off. And then she goes off what? That's the end of the movie. We're going to another, another cliffhanger ending. Keep it <clears> going. <throat> Jamie Lloyd kills Dr. Loomis? Yes. And then I kind of like she's... Why would he kill... Why would she kill... Yes. Why would she because kill... Because she's evil then. Because like she's all evil. And you're building up... You kind of uh, see in the movies that she's evil. Like she's turning into Michael Myers. And then she becomes, I don't know, man. That kind of fucks up the franchise from there. Because... Well, you don't kill Michael Myers. He's still around <clears> too. So what's Michael Myers doing for the whole movie? I don't know. Figure it out. Oh, Jesus six. Christ. <laughs> Uh, okay or maybe she kills or Dr. Loomis kills Jamie Lloyd I mean they need to keep Jamie as a sympathetic character I think that's what made Halloween 4 work so well we actually cared for her Mm -hmm. to have her turn this corner and kill Dr. Loomis uh she already did that in Halloween 4. Yeah. You're kind of repeating the same thing that happened in Halloween yeah, 4. I guess that is true. Like I said, this is a half-baked idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it is that. Uh, definitely don't kill Ellie Cornell. Just replace Tina with Rachel, and the movie's infinitely better. That's true. Bring back Sheriff Meeker for a lot more. I don't know if a lot of that was just, you know, he had other commitments or whatever, yeah. but... He was great in Halloween 4. He's my favorite sheriff of the franchise. Uh, Yeah. And hey, bring back Brady or somebody. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, we thought Brady was dead. But you could be like, oh, he had a broken whatever. But he's bring back fine. Like Tommy Doyle or, uh, you know, one of the people from Halloween 1. Lindsay Wallace. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But this movie is pure shit. Total shit. So, uh, part fives. Long history of all of them sucking. Okay. So, obviously, with this one, part five, one of the worst in the franchise. Yep. Friday the 13th, part five. One, one of the, the worst, worst in the franchise. Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street, part five. Yes. One of the worst in the franchise. I see where you're going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seed of Chucky. One of the worst in the franchise. Oh, okay. And I even looked at some more... Uh, Modern stuff. Mm-hmm. Saw Five is apparently one of the worst in that franchise, according to IMDb. Hmm. Only rivaled by the last one, Saw 3D. I kind of stopped following Saw. I did too. Like, I, mean, I, had to, I was like, let's, let's just see where this goes. I didn't even like the first couple. I was like, I didn't yeah. either. Okay. They're just not for me. But I was like trying to see, okay, let's see if this more modern stuff holds up. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of times they come off their biggest success. Because Halloween 4 was one of the best sequels. Uh-huh. Same with Nightmare. Nightmare 4 was the one that made the most money until Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> Bride of Chucky was the one that made the most money. Part 4, Friday the 13th, is probably is arguably the best one. Yeah, you could say that. So it's just kind of interesting how I would do something about Part 5 where movies just shit the bed completely. Yeah, that's a good point. There's one exception that I, that I came across. What's that? Final Destination 5 is actually not that bad of a movie. Really? And it's an improvement over Part 4 because Part 4 is awful hmm 
I don't know. I haven't watched those movies in a while either. I went like in, back in like February, April. I went through all of them because I was like, I never watched all these movies. I got you. So, but yeah, I was just kind of noticed and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, something about number five where things just go to shit. I think we've talked about Halloween five enough today. Yeah, definitely. For a lifetime, you might say. You know, I don't, I don't foresee myself ever watching this movie again. Really. There's a good, you know what? Ten years from now, I yeah. might be like, "All right, it can't be that." But every time I've watched this movie, it can't be in the last bad. fifteen years. I'm like, "Well, maybe I just need to watch it with a new set of eyes." <laughs> it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> and each time, I'm like, "No, it's pretty bad." Yeah, yeah. It's always on AMC monitor. Yeah, test. there are some decent parts. Uh, my favorite scene would be the. Rachel stalking during the daytime scene. I think some of that stuff is pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, God, there's not a lot of good things to say about this movie, though. There really isn't. Even the best things are kind of meh, you know? Yeah, even that is... It's a dumb scene because you're about to kill off your best character. Yeah. So, this is not my least liked of the franchise, though. It's definitely in the bottom. Oh, yeah. it's It's number two. Least favorite. Total waste of Danielle Harris. Waste of everybody, yeah. really. Yeah, waste of everybody. Yeah, fuck this movie. Yeah, absolutely. But we talked about it, damn it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, next week, what are we doing, Phil? We are talking about one of my personal favorites in the Halloween franchise, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, that is a controversial statement amongst Halloween hey, fans. come at me. All right. <laughs> no, you know what? It has a cult following. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, oh, we'll get to it. We're going to get to the cult stuff. Hey, even <laughs> I'm not crazy about the cult stuff, but it's not the worst thing this franchise has ever done, I don't think. Uh, you know, like a big brother. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that piece of shit as well. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the Halloween 6 episode. Me too. Yeah. More so than this one, for sure. That's true. But I think we're going to wrap things up here at the Spook House. Yeah. Uh, so, until next week, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House. <laughs>